Fesser. Fesser, the delivery right by Adams. Rebound! It's Bjork Olsen! And Vermont Green up two! Cohen claims a body. Kobe over the goalie and Vermont Green in front again. Ryan Kobe. Salvez. O'Neal the turn. Mark O'Neal. Ridiculous stuff. Oh, baby, Mark O'Neal, that was a delight. Finds a way to get it to Lilly, who gets it to Nwagbo. He puts it on target. Oh, Diva Nwagbo did it from the sideline. Diva Nwagbo. We're going to record a podcast, guys. What do you think of that? That was a great idea. I got it. Like, who is, like, did we, we played, who the hell did we play this week? Uh, BlackRock. Um, I'm just, I'm just BlackRock or Albany Rush. We don't really know. <laughs> that's, that's where I was going with that. Thank you, Will. <laughs> they tweeted. Vermont Green tweeted the standings and said Albany Rush. But it wasn't, right? It's it's BlackRock. Black Watch, Black Watch Rush. Is it Black Watch or is it BlackRock that we played? <laughs> we played Black. We played Black Rock. I genuinely yeah, don't know. It was BlackRock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get to the bottom of this, guys. You, you go ahead and start. You got to get to the well. You're the only one who has the uh, has the ability because you have uh, the best internet. I'm sure. I have I'm shit that, internet. I'm on that fiber optic. That's right, that fiber shit. That's the way to go. You know. Anyway. Oh, yeah. it's like anyway, you know, uh, season one, episode twelve of uh, of United and Green. Here uh, today, we have uh, uh, returning champion Tyler, the creator. How are you doing, Tyler? Excellent. It was hot today. So hot. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> it was so hot. I uh, went and played pickup at uh, Virtue with a bunch of of the uh, Vermont Green founders and associates. And oh my God, it was hot. But glad to be here and slowly replenishing my liquids. Very good. Very good. Slowly. There you go. Slowly. Um, and uh, next up, uh, we have uh, another uh, returning. Uh, actually, we're all returning. It doesn't really matter. Um we have we have a new rotation uh, that's coming through. We got we got a bunch of uh, new contributors, so we're just gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to Eunice Musa's misunderstood. Uh, Will, how you doing? Good. Uh, it's a hot one, uh, as Tyler said. Much like uh, the Vermont Green attack is, so ready to discuss it. Oh, that was well played, well played, sir. And of course, uh, and of course, Tyson uh, in his nice uh, green and white kit there. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm in my uh, wonderful uh, Portland, Maine, Olive and York wannabe USL2 kit. Yeah. Uh, which is fantastic. Do we want Portland to, to be a, a USL2 oh, yeah. team? We, yeah, we no, do. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. 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 I think that would make for an, a great away day. I can tell you that. Oh, yeah. yeah. The more teams in USL2 in New England, the better. I mean, it just spreads board, spreads the fandom. Come on, Portland. Eventually, they're going to have to kick one of those Boston teams out, right? Of our division. I mean, our division is like is like thirty two teams in our division, right? Yeah. <laughs> Boston City may be on its last legs the way they're playing. Jesus yeah. Christ! In two seasons in a row, I can't can't go with that. Anyway, like I said, uh, season one, episode twelve. Um, we're kicking ass, man. We're going. We're getting right through it. Um, today, uh, we, we're going to be talking about uh, the little game we played last week. Uh, and it was again in the rain against um, Black Rock FC, correct? That's where we're at. Black Rock. Right, right, right. And, and uh, 
they're like a they're like a traveling barnstorming team, right? They they don't really have a home, but they do. Like something something tells me that they played at uh, where the Vermont Fusion, the women's team, played uh, for a little bit, Applejack Stadium in Manchester, and then they've played in Albany and outside of Albany and uh, all over the place. Now <laughs> I don't want to add confusion, but I think you're talking about Blackwater. <laughs> <laughs> No, Blackwater is the uh, is the covert uh, government. Um, are you talking about? Are you talking about Sea Rock? Sea Rock. That's right. Oh, we're definitely not talking about them. But perhaps I meant Black Watch. I think the you Black did. Black Port is that the one? No, hold on. Anyway, um, yeah, isn't yeah, there so also Blackwater Ruck? <laughs> the whole confusion comes. We have to have it. It's Black Watch Rush who may also be Albany Rush. Mm. We play Black Rock, and I think they've always been Black Rock. And I just looked it up, and Jack Harrison actually played for Black Rock, so that's kind of cool. That's awesome. Jack Harrison, there you go. Good shout, good shout. So, uh, yeah, you want to get us started, Tyson, since uh, since you're uh, kind of new into the rotation uh, permanently? Yeah, so I felt like we had a really good, well... Let me rephrase that. I think that the defense that we had to go against for that game on Sunday, they did a really good job for like the first 60 minutes of that match. They were really good in defense. Their midfield was doing what we always do, which is attack those secondary balls, man mark everyone. And they were doing a really, really good job. Their captain, I think it's uh, Didi, um, he was really, really good. Their defense was also, like, not providing anything to uh, Bazzini. He was, like, really had um, – he had some rough go of it, or a rough go of it, kind of the the opening chunk of that match. And, you know, it, it took – a lucky bounce to uh, get our uh, wonderful uh, Brazilian winger to go and slot that first goal home. And that kind of opened up the floodgates, but you know, I, I, the way they played was much better than the record. Yeah, I totally agree there. Um, I I think there are at times, like, especially in the first half, I think, uh, you know, I mean, given it's rainy, it's, you know, it's wet. It's hard to play on that turf when it's rainy. The balls are like, like they skip around. The ball skips around. Um, passes are not necessarily um, predictable, um, you know, where the ball is going to go. So, I mean, at times the ball can be speedy. At times it can get slow right down. Um, so I, I don't think that the weather helped us at all, but like, you can't make any fucking excuses about that kind of stuff. You know, you still got to go out there and you got to play the game. Right. And I think that like, like, the green were downright, downright sloppy at times. Yeah. Um, you know, Musa had some trouble. Uh, Nick Jones definitely had some trouble. Um, and we had a hard time getting the ball to our forwards. Like you said, you know, it's, it's been, it, it was a, it was a really tough first half to watch um, until, until we put that, you know, that goal, you know, into the net at the end of the, at the end of the first half. So, I mean, I don't know what, how you felt about it, Tyler, but like, for me, sloppy first half. It was, and I feel like that wasn't our strongest showing as a team in terms of just overall uh, uh, quality and and knowing what we're capable of, like just 
overall production. But I will say that as far as a game that shows like character and resilience and sort of just what the team is able to do in when they're down and when they're facing like adverse situations, it was a great game. And I think, I mean, I can't speak for you guys, but I feel like there wasn't any real sense of panic on or off the field after that first call. I was like, all right, here we go. Like time to time to turn the ship around. And um, the, the quality of play improved. I think it was kind of like, Oh, you know, kicking the pants for the, for the team to go down a goal. Um, but it was just like a really calm measured response. And then uh, after the D'Agostini goal, it was like, all right, like we've got this. And I feel like that was a really, it wasn't a good performance, but it was a good result. And it showed the character of the team. And I think it's good to have these sort of games where, and we've talked about this in the past when with, you know, losing to Western Mass at home and, and losing to Seacoast at home, it's good to have these sort of stumbles and these challenges. Cause if you just cruise through everything and never have to face them when you do face them, which will inevitably happen, you still have no idea how the team's going to respond. So to have these sort of like, Hey, we're down one, nothing. How do we, how do we stay in the game? How do we get back to the game? Stick to the game plan, not panic. It's just really cool to see the team respond in a really measured fashion and just get a great result in the end. Yeah, I definitely think that um, this is a game we would have drawn earlier in the season or perhaps last season. I, and I think, you know, being able to switch up the game plan, you know, put in some headers uh, to get that second goal, you know, um, shows a lot. It shows a lot of the development of the team over the course of the season. Uh, you know, this is a well-drilled team on the other side. I, I think that really has to be stated. I mean, these guys, you know, sat back, the tag second balls, and, uh, you know, we were really frustrated for the first 35 minutes of that game. And, I, and you know, it could have been a combination of weather, weather, but I also think it was a combination of, you know, there were a lot of bad passes out of the back, and uh, we almost got caught in the break, and, you know, we we're lucky. I mean, Schnurr had to make some really nice saves. Uh, I, I think it deserves a shout out for keeping us in the game. Yeah, yeah, um, that one, that one blazer, man. That was uh, right around the 40th minute, right? Like, it was just sick. Yeah, and so you know, I I don't know necessarily if Blackrock's season total really tallies fairly for them, but if you look at the teams outside of the top four competing for playoff spots, they definitely have the best defensive record uh, as far as goals allowed. So you know, this is a tough team to break down. And I think that third goal in the end, you know, I think it was stoppage time or close to it. I really just put it out of sight. But, I mean, we were lucky to get that third goal because the ref added like 20 minutes of added time. So, you know, it really <laughs> took the pressure off uh, by getting that third goal. So, you know, they, they kept at it, put the game out of control for the other team and, you know, rewarded us. You know, because we're really down at the end of the season here. You know, we have three games left. You know, we're in first. We're in control of that. But, you know, with this huge test coming up Friday, I think this is a really important late season game that could have been a trap in, in a lot of other scenarios. So, uh, you know, glad to see us walk away with the three points because the other teams behind us are not slowing down. I mean, they just aren't, you know, it's definitely a three team race against Western mass and I, the other team. I can't remember, but you know, it, it, it's, it's tight. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, so Tyson, can you kind of walk us through like, you know, what might've happened in the midfield uh, as far as the breakdowns, because for me, I just, I just wasn't, I just wasn't seeing, you know, Pacella doing, doing the kind of the stuff that he, that he normally does. And, and and I don't know if it was just me or if there was just wide open space in the midfield at times, or people were playing out of, I don't know. I mean, can you take us through that a little bit? So I actually watched the game back uh, this afternoon um, kind of with, 
this podcast in mind. And, and, and again, honestly, I know that we've been talking about like, yes, the weather did play a part in this. Obviously, you're going to have a couple more misplaced passes than you might have if it's a dry, sunny, beautiful day. But again, I do think that the way BlackRock was defending, they did defend in a much more aggressive, higher up manner than a lot of the other teams that we've played. A lot of the other teams that we've played really just kind of sit back, let us go and fully attack them and just kind of sit back in this zone. They try and cut off passing lanes, which allows our, you know, creative attacking midfielders like Bilal Kamal, Zenge, Pachella to really go and run at people, ping passes wherever they want. But this team, their, uh, their midfield and their center backs were doing, again, I think they were doing a really good job of marking our attacking players out of the game. And, you know, I think that it really did take that, that D'Agostini goal to really make them loosen up because they knew that they needed to start attacking us in order to get anything out of that game. They can't just sit back, hit us on the break. And, um, you know, uh, who, who's that new guy who, who came in? Was it, is it May? Who's his last name? Who got, uh, this is going to kill me. He's uh, Nate Jones. Oh, Myers. 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 Yeah. That's who I was thinking Myers, of. Yeah. Chris Myers. Myers. Yes. Chris Myers. Chris Myers. Not, not Chris Myers of ESPN fame. But. Exactly. But, you know, when he got to go in and come into that game, he did uh, a lot of what um, Dylan Lane was doing going and attacking the ball, attacking players. Um, the second day um, a BlackRock player got that ball in defeat, he was there. He was going and making that contact in the midfield and out on the wings. And, you know, I, I just think that it, it took us a little while to go and be able to, to break that down. I think that, again, I think BlackRock did a really good job for about 60 solid minutes of going and really denting our attack and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, other teams, you know, take a look at that and see that as a possible blueprint to try and get a result against us. I think that, uh, you know, I, I think, too, that, like, um, when you're watching some of these new players come in, um, they're kind of unknown quantities. So so I think that's also helpful um, as you have new players come in throughout the season. Um, I think it's helpful because you know, you don't have a lot of tape on a lot of these guys, especially in the system that they're, they're playing in. So when somebody like, you know, Levin good or, or uh, thread goal comes in uh, Chris Myers, like you just mentioned, when they come in late in a season like this, they can actually be difference difference makers. I think that a lot of that happened with Sam McCann last year too. Like there were a lot of teams that weren't able to break Sam McCann down because they didn't know what they were going to get with him. And, uh, you know, outside of speed and speed and, uh, you know, good dribbling ability and, and scoring and shooting. But um, this team is so dynamic that even when we have kind of a, a little bit of a howler, they're, they're able to, to pull it off. You know, I mean, uh, there's there's a there's a lot that went into this game. There's a lot to kind of look at and break down. Like, um, you know, I, I think that Ashford's goal kind of broke the broke them down. And I think that's kind of where things went, went sour for them um, as far as I'm concerned, but I don't know. Do you see anything different, Will? 
Well, I, you know, I, I agree with you. And I also want to make sure we shout out, you know, Bazzini coming in for his sixth goal of the season, you know, 90th minute. So he's been on the pitch the whole time. And he, and it's a nice ball. It's not a tap in, you know, this is a nice strike of the ball. I mean, he is really something. I think he's one to watch in the long term. Like he's a, he's a, he's a UVM player. He's 18. You know, yep. I, I imagine, you know, hopefully he comes back next season. I, I would love to see what he does with the whole season because the guy is scoring goals. He He's so tall and quick and, and good at dribbling, you know, for that body size and that age. I and mean, he really is impressive. And I think that he really makes a difference, you know, leading the line now. I mean, he's kind of the nailed on. Everyone kind of assumes now since his first start that he'll be the one in the striker spot. And I, I think that's what makes... USL2 is so fun sometimes is like you said, you know, we have these unknown quantities that come in and then just completely blow us away with what they can offer. And I, and I think that he's been the big, you know, middle to late season, you know, guy to come in and, you know, give us that scoring touch from a focus point. You know, we've had a lot of scoring by committee, but it's, you know, you assume he's going to score at this point. So it, it's nice to have the guy with such a threat like that. Um, and he's just taller than everybody else. Which I mean, you know. how, yeah, Tyler, how do you, how the hell do you break a guy like that down? It, I don't know. I mean, I I saw he was uh, hanging around a bit for a bit after practice when we were playing pickup and chatting with him and you know standing next to him like I'm not a I'm not a tall guy. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, I'm like five eight on a good day. Um, he's just a big guy, and I've always wondered about that with like big strikers, big number nines. You're like you know at some point you can be as handy as you want. You can really try to get physical with them, but they're just going to be stronger than you. And they're going to have, you know, more range than you and you're just not going to be able to stop them. And the only way you can stop them is ultimately to foul them. And I think he took a couple, he's taken a couple of pretty good knocks this season because he's just generally unstoppable within uh, accepted uh, run of play, generally unstoppable guy, but um, he's been amazing. And I think he's just, it's, you know, his, his abilities and his role are just a really nice, complement to the other sort of attacking styles and skills that we have on the team and like you know like in that game like it could have been a very different game I think I mean Nacho hit the post Bilal Kamal is just like centimeters away from a goal at this point every game I feel like this is gonna be the game and it's just not doesn't break his way but there's just a lot of talent and a lot of attacking ability and in very different ways I feel and um so yeah Bazzini is just fantastic but it's it's nice to not be a like a one-trick pony like there's just a lot of a lot of elements in the mix and elements that can be moved around in a really cool way like having jake on the as a right back was like a really interesting experiment and seemed to have worked i mean that was a great tying goal and um yeah every game it's a it's like a whole new whole new bag of tricks yeah i i, I like uh you know, I like that we have dynamic players, but I also like that we have we have players that that you know kind of fill fill one position, right? They have that one spot and that one need. You have those those guys like Zenge and, and Bilal, who you know you know what you're going to get from them, um, and you know where they're going to be on the field most of the time, uh, and and you know what their job is, and and. God, man, I'm telling you, Bilal's, Bilal's going to get his, man. He's going to get his. And I and I feel like when he does, the, the, I think the floodgates are going to open up, you know. Uh, it, it, and I and I think that he's going to start scoring a lot. It's just, you know, we don't have a lot of time left in this season. Um, 
but I think once he gets his, it's going to be, it's going to be good for him. Um, so I, I, I think that, you know, I don't understand why there was like 45 minutes of added time. Um, again, we can, we can bring that down to the referees. I mean, obviously when, when it's one, when it's, you know, a, a one zero game uh, or, you know, or we're asking, we're asking for, you know, we're asking for the referee to add time and add time and add time. Now we're up, you know, you know, we get, we had a th- third goal in the 90th minute where we're asking, where's the goddamn whistle. So, you know, I mean, we could play it both ways. We want all that out of time for their time wasting and shit that they're doing, you know, but once that 90th minute comes along, all that added extra time, I still think he mishandled the referee mishandled it. And it was, it was maybe the longest that that was the longest period. It was nine minutes. I timed that it. we've ever seen. And there, and this is without any injuries from what I can remember. I think there are a couple of like sort of knocks where they had to stop the game, but like no serious injuries. And that was, yeah, that was excessive. This but is, this is, this is an overcorrection, honestly, because, you know, they were time wasting for the entirety of the game. And then he maybe had a minute of extras in the first time, the first period. And I think he completely overcorrected. I, I, one player went down for a second, the keeper, who's back up within a minute. I, I, I don't know where the nine minutes came from. I mean, they were taking really long over the ball on every single kick, but, you know, it, then, it, it was a strange one. You also have to remember that this referee let, you know, when three green players came up to him towards the end of that game at the corner, he just let BlackRock go and kick the ball off while he and his linesmen on the side close to the stands spent, like, a minute talking to the green players while BlackRock was going in attacking up the pitch and let Nate Jones get shoved in the back and fall right on a ball in our corner. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, again, I, 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 I don't want to slag off the refs too much in USL too, but you know, because they're just not as talented as perhaps what we're used to watching in higher levels, but it does feel like there is a certain level of quality we should demand. And I do think this is probably the first time we've seen a dip below the acceptable level of quality as far as refereeing goes in this league, which, you know, Hey, fair dues to these guys out there doing it. But I, you know, you, I, you do need to see better than I think we got this week. It's just the nature of the beast. I think, I think there's just, they aren't paid enough to, there isn't there isn't there isn't enough of a financial incentive to attract really top top talent, and it's also a tough game to call. I mean, the pace of the game is just like astounding when you're when you see it up close, and um, it's just I mean, it's just one of the the sort of wild card elements of USL too. Like you know, along with like, will there be a stream? Will we play this team more than once? Like it's just kind of you know, it's the what's what makes it sort of a wild wild west league. But there are ups and you know pros and cons to that, and um. But you know that's that that it is what it is. Um, how are you guys feeling about final three games of the season, the standings, and how much is this game on Friday going to be a make or break season deciding uh, game against the Western Mass at Lusitana Stadium? For me, um, this is a game where there will be a stream, I believe. Um, I will be down at the game. Um, I know Tyler's planning on being there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but for anybody else who wants to watch the game, I believe there's going to be a stream. Uh, Western Masties is, uh, uh, works with 11 Sports, and I think they do their, their stream from there. Um, plus, you know, I mean, 
this game is probably the most important game of the season, but with the sea goats bearing, you know, coming down our backsides, um, they're, they're still winning games and they have an easy schedule to end the season. Um, it, it in Western mass is no different for us in Boston city FC at the end of the season. So, um, you have to win that game and you have to win any, every game in between, you know, we still have pathfinder to play, uh, whom we haven't seen yet. And we only have one game against them as well. So we still have pathfinder to play and we have, um, Boston city after Western mass. Um, and it doesn't, it, you know, it, it might seem on paper, like it gets e- easier for us, but it doesn't, um, you still have to, they still have to go out there. They still have to perform. They still have to pick up three points because if they don't pick up those three points, you know, um, Seaport comes, you know, and jumps right over the top of us because they have three really easy games to end their season. So we've got to put our yeah. put our balls out there on the field and just, you know, have a good kick around. Yeah, obviously, I think this is the biggest game of the season coming up, you know, because Pathfinder's next. And, you know, from, you know, the record indicates that they're definitely not a pushover team, you know. Five wins, three draws, three losses. They're fourth in the standings. You know, I think Boston City might be a little easier considering they haven't won a game and they've shipped 43 goals. Um, but, you know, again, that reeks of a trap, you know, so it could because, of course, it would be. Um, but I think it really comes down to Western Mass. I, I, You know, I think that clearly is the biggest game, not just because we'd stay level with them on points if we lost, but with with. Uh, Sea breeze right behind us, you know. I I think that's the real danger there. So it it'll, it'll be a big one, and I and I I pray to God there's a stream. No, I mean like the the game on Friday is very much a if we win that game, everything is we take control of our own destiny in our in the Northeast Division. We win then that puts us ahead of the pioneers. Obviously, if we win out, great, perfect. We could win the division. That would be great. If we lose or if we draw the game on Friday, then, um, you know, we're going to be at the mercy of if, if Seaport wins, if Western Mass goes and wins out, you know, we will... Obviously, the Green are going to try and win every game that they have, but we're we'd be much more dependent on someone else messing up as opposed to grabbing the uh, the division by the scruff of the neck and doing what we want. What are the chances you think of 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 Tabriz and the Pioneers dropping points or games? Like they they do have easier schedules, but I. I you know, I, I, it's not one of those years where you feel like anybody's a lock. Um, do you think there's any chance that they draw points and and sort of do do the do the work for us? Well, I mean, see, see, the Sea Dogs have uh, they do play AC Connecticut, and AC Connecticut, as we know, can be feisty. They can score goals. Um, they also give up a lot of goals. Um, and let me just go and scroll all the way back down to see who western mass has western mass has uh us then blackwatch and then ac connecticut oh so, ac connecticut kingmakers yeah. basically because they can 
you know, they may have a minus seven goal difference, but they have out of the other kind of bottom tier teams, they've got 15 goals this season. And I am shocked that Boston Bolts have 21 goals, but they've given up 19. So, um, yeah, I mean, Connecticut can, they can score. Yeah. As we know, but they'll, they'll also leak goals. Um, so yeah, they could, uh, they could play a big part in that. This is obviously a huge, 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 huge game. This, this coming, uh, Friday, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, I think very, uh, what's you just word to use the word feisty. I think, I think, the the game's gonna be very physical. It's gonna be uh neither team is a pushover. So, you know, it's gonna be two rocks hitting each other hard, you know, throughout the game. It's it it's you know, it's it's the best it's the best defensive tackle in the NFL versus the best center in the NFL. And they're just hitting each other boom 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 constantly every single every single second of the game and i'm and i'm telling you right now that we may not see a score out of this game or we it, it, we may see you know 20 goals out of this game who knows but i think the f- team that's going to concede first is going to have is, is going to have uh the roughest time uh making it into the playoffs even it's going to be tough um, if, if we lose to them, uh, we're level on points, right? But a draw is not the end of the world here either. You know, not that we play for draws at this level, we play for wins, but you got to play for wins. Uh, if you draw, you know, the world, you know, the world won't come to an end because if Seacos win the next game, they'll be level with us on points. And we have the, we have a great goal differential commander theirs. And if you win out against, you know, the remaining teams. So I think that cannot lose but the world doesn't end if it's a draw um because the win out is still there so uh, and there's still opportunity we have less pressure obviously than uh western mass does in this game uh because if they lose i they don't they won't clinch the top seed i don't think with the schedules remaining of the other two teams so i think you just you just cannot you cannot drop points you can't no agreed agreed it's also, I think, feel like going to be a very interesting game because looking back at, to the, the starting lineup for when we last played them, uh, we didn't have Bazzini. Um, we did have DRB uh, and Mester. Um, and, uh, so, and it's so there's some new elements in the mix, and I have no idea what their, their situation is as far as like, you know, players coming in and out. Um, I think it was one of the first games that Nate Jones started. So he's obviously much more comfortable and has been spending a lot of time paired up with Musa and sort of forming that center back partnership. So, you know, if I, if I were to stack up the team that played them uh, at home, you know, a couple of weeks ago and the team that's going into this game on Friday, um, you know, offensively, I feel like we're maybe have improved slightly. I think losing Messer and DRB are, are big, but like, defensively and in terms of our overall sort of like attacking ability and just sort of cohesiveness as a team, like we're, we're in better shape, right? Like we've had more games under our belts. The center backs have spent more time together. Um, we got Bazzini just banging in goals. It seems like we're coming in, in on a hot streak and with a more, 
more put together operation. So, you know, at the risk of sounding overly, optimi- overly optimistic, it seems like a better team going into this matchup than the first time through. And, you know, maybe Seaport's a good example of that. Like he played in the second time and just, you know, shut him down. So I wasn't there for the Western Mass game. I was away. But can you guys sort of describe for the listeners what sort of style they play? You know, do you think now with people like Vizzini, that's going to counter what they're doing? Do you remember sort of their MO? They did a lot of they did a lot of park the bus. They did a lot of uh, uh, kind of that low block encounter. They they were they were uh, as our attack pushed full on forward. um, You know, they weren't allowing anything to get through the box and, and it. The second that they got the ball, they had dudes on either on either side of the field just taking off, and they were just shipping balls over the top and hoping for some sort of counterattack. I mean, it didn't seem to me like they were a big possession team. It didn't seem to me like they were, you know, a big uh, a big presence in the midfield. But they were solid. They were so solid defensively. Nothing got through. Nothing got through. And, so, and it wasn't for lack of trying. Like we held a lot of, we probably held about 60% possession in that game. Yeah. Well, contrast that with the Seacoast game where, you know, at home we got bullied in the box uh, on both sides. Uh, and then Bazzini comes in at the away game and, and ships two goals to them. You know, so I, I'm just curious if, if he'll be the difference maker, you know, to to break down their taller back line that we, you know, couldn't do previously. I think he'll bring some physicality to the game that up front that was that was wasn't there. And um I think the one goal that we did give up in that first game was, you know, like a, a you know, sloppy play. It wasn't like it was like an amazing goal where you're like, you know, blown away by the quality. Um I think the the one of the things is that's gonna be tricky for 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 the boys is just there was, I think, out of all the games we played this season, the highest level of like shithousery in the Western Mass game. And I think it's going to be really important not to get caught up in that and to just play the game and like let them futz around and do, do whatever they're going to do and just focus on, you know, the, the straight and narrow. And that's tough when you're just getting, you know, time wasted and hacked and all sorts of unsavory things. But um, I, just, I just remember that first game being feeling like yeah this is the most the most like scrappy sort of like uh three team that we've seen all season there were a lot of yellow cards in that game there were a lot of yellow cards i think there were like six and we, and we think too because they're just you know I, I do think it's been very interesting that ourselves uh space ghost and western mass all of them all of us. <laughs> you all right down there? <laughs> Sorry. Um, every one of those teams, including us, we, every, all of them, better away record than a home record. Yeah. And I think that especially for the top three, three teams in our division, there is a lot of pressure to win those home games. And I think that honestly, uh, that's something that we can exploit, just like the game over in New Hampshire that wasn't on the coast. Um, I think that, you know, Western Mass, they have a really big fan base. They have a really cool stadium. They're in a I'm really... excited to go. It looks awesome. Yeah, like it, it looks like, you know, they are a big draw in their community. There's going to be pressure on them. There's going to be pressure on the green, too. 
but there is a lot more pressure when you are playing at home in front of your own fans to have a good result and put in a good performance. And I think that that's something that uh, the boys in green can take advantage of. And we can, you know, we've, we've got Bazzini, we've got D'Agostini, we've got these new attackers who can come in. And I feel like the, a lot of the problems that we had against Western Mass in our first game was that we were running at them and trying to dribble around people. And with the addition of Bazzini, um, he makes some amazing runs to open up the defense to either create passing lanes for himself or to drag the defenders out of position for our other attacking midfielders to either run into or pass the ball into. And, you know, players like Senge, Kamal, they are going to be able to exploit that space. And I think that that's going to be a really big difference. Totally agree. Um, you guys want to do predictions? You want to say fuck it and let's, let's just do it? It's going to be a low scoring game. 1 0, 2 1. That's why. Either God, one. Do you have a Tyler? Commit, commit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 2-1. Yeah. yeah. 2-1? 2-1. I'll say 2-1. I genuinely I, – I, obviously the boys in green, but I think this is a real tough one. Uh, but I think 2-line will be the ultimate scoreline. Uh, ultimate scoreline, 2-1. Everybody's uh, in agreement. Uh, you know, I, I, like, I don't like to make my predictions. Uh, last time I did, uh, we lost. Um, and, you know, um, unfortunately – I'm going to do it right now because um, this is such a big game that I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and hmm and ha and, and call you guys out for, for, you know, especially Tyler. I just called him out. So uh, for not committing um, you know, it's in the end, Jesus, my microphone. Sorry. All right. All right. We're not back, but uh, and I think that uh, we're looking at, I think we're going to look at a zero zero. I think it's going to be a scoreless draw. Really? Um, and I think it's going to, it's going to come down to, um, it's going to come down to our physicality. Um, but quite honestly, I think that their defense is going to be too hard to break down. I think they're going to pack the box. I think they're going to park the bus and play that game um, that nobody likes to see. And it's not going to be, it's going to be ugly football. Um, and I think it's going to be a scoreless draw. I will counter that and say that they have a real need to win this game. And I think that they're going to come out and I think they're going to get sucker punched, uh, uh, on, on the counter. I I think that that is my prediction. So could be possible uh, nil nil, but I I think that they're going to show they're going to expose themselves and trying to reach for this game, which I think they have to. So I, I think there's an opportunity for us to, to take some points off them. So maybe I'm just hedging my bets here. Maybe I'm just like saying that because I don't want some, I don't want to like say three, one, you know, I don't want to say two, one, I don't want to say one nil, you know, I, I, maybe I just, I just want it. I want us to go in and I want us to play well, but I, I don't want to, I don't want to go out and put my ass on the line. Maybe that's, maybe I just, maybe I have commitment issues. I mean, they've only they've only 
conceded seven goals all season, which is crazy. That's like just, and they've scored 26. So like, they're, it's not like they're just sitting back and, you know, so the, the possibility, the idea and the possibility of a zero, zero draw is very real uh, with our defense being what it is and their defense being what it is. Um, But to Will's point, like they need to win this game more than we do. Uh, We can be fine with the draw. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's where it becomes, I feel like, bit of a, a game of chess and maybe they play conservatively for the first half or the first two thirds, but at some point they need to come out of their shell and really push to take all three points. And that's where I think, you know, our pace and our attacking ability just, you know, it's yeah. Sucker punch. Well, uh, I guess that's where it is boys. Uh, yeah. We got a big f- uh, fist in the face from Tyler there. So I think that's uh, we're, we're at the end of our pod tonight. Um, I think it's been a fun one. Uh, I think we got, uh, we learned a little bit about, uh, a, about, you know, how we, how we each see the game and how we, uh, how we see how Western Mass is going to go. Um, I hope we get, uh, I hope we get the three points on Friday night. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be, we're going to drive down, uh, chance of rain again, obviously, because why the fuck not? Um, and, you know, from there, let's just say uh, up the green. Up the green.